The best gifts are not material, but spiritual, not temporal, but eternal, and not earthly, but heavenly. In the book of Ephesians, we discover a rich list of what God has given to His children. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open this portion of Scripture and take inventory of all spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ. We have been preparing for a wedding at our house. Our oldest daughter is getting married, and my wife and I are so very grateful to God for the young man the Lord has brought into her life and for the love that he's given to them, excited about the future. And in recent days, there have been a lot of wedding gifts uh, coming their way, household gifts. Uh, I must say, because they don't have their own household yet, they are piling up around our house. And so we're looking forward to them getting their own house. Uh, but household gifts are a wonderful thing. Wedding gifts, marriage gifts, housewarming gifts. Uh, they're, they're wonderful because they help you get started right. Well, in our discussion of all spiritual blessings, we've come in Ephesians to that section that deals with the household, that deals with everyday living. It deals with marriage. It deals with child rearing. It deals even with work life. And in it, I believe we find a list of many of the household gifts that God graciously gives to us, uh, that which we are allowed to enjoy in our daily living. Now, let's walk through them today. We begin this section in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22 where the Bible says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So one of God's household gifts that he gives to us and he expects us to take and use is this spirit of submission. I'll point out to you that, in fact, wives are not told to submit first. We hear that a lot, but in fact, in the previous verse, remember where we left off in our last study? Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. There's actually a spirit of submission to be evident in every family member. Yes, wives are to submit to their husbands, but husbands also submit to the needs of their wives. We submit to one another. We love one another. We prefer one another. We care for one another. I'll tell you, if that kind of spirit of submission pervaded all of our relationships, home would be a much happier place. And it's supposed to be, friend. Home is supposed to be a little piece of heaven here on earth, not a war zone. And so one of God's spiritual blessings that he gives to us is this principle of submission. Uh, that's not a, a spirit of bondage. It's liberating. When you learn to live this way, it brings peace into the home and order. And then the Bible says, verse 23, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he's the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. One thing that God gives us, as a household blessing, is a beautiful picture of what our homes are supposed to be like. And the picture, of course, continues in the rest of the passage, is the picture of Christ and his church. Look at what the Lord Jesus did. Look at what he does in the church. And you'll find a beautiful pattern and example to follow. And then you come to verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He not only gives us this spirit of submission, he gives us love. Now, this is not just normal love. This is Calvary love. In fact, the Bible says in verse 28, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. 
For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Do you see, this is not just relational. This is spiritual. This is not just between a husband and wife. No, this is Calvary love. It's sacrificial love. It is what we studied earlier in the book of Ephesians. It is divine love. And God gives it to a marriage when that marriage is following his pattern. Something else that he gives us is he gives us the word of God. Back in verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. God gives the word to the church, and yes, God gives his word, his truth, his instruction to us as a family. Use the word of God. Don't just have a family Bible. Get your family in the Bible. Don't just let a Bible sit on the bookshelf or on the coffee table and gather dust. Get in the Word. Let the Word get into your home. When the Word of Christ dwells in your home, it will make your dwelling so much better. It will make the place you live and your life so much better when we follow God's pattern. That's really what the whole passage is about. God is saying, this is what I want marriage to look like. This is what I want home to be like. It's one of God's great spiritual blessings. Do you see how practical our God is? Uh, that This is not just about going to church on Sunday. This is not just about going to heaven someday. God says, I'm going to move into your house. I'm going to come where you live. And I'm going to move into that house and bring with me some household gifts, some things that will make home better and life brighter. Then you come to chapter 6. He continues, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. One of God's household gifts is children. Aren't you grateful for children? The psalmist said, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. The greatest gifts God gives you are not things, they're people. And I think sometimes we get so enamored with the things. We forget the people. The only eternal thing living at your house are the souls of the people that live under that roof. And so don't miss those children, the little window that you have with them. And on the reverse, God also gives this spiritual blessing for children. He gives you a way to live a long life and a blessed life. What is it? Obey your parents and honor your father and your mother. He gives a prescription for a long and a happy life, uh, for you to be happy and healthy, and for you to have a happy, healthy home. Follow God's way. And then, he gives this spiritual blessing. Verse 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He gives some instruction to parents. Aren't you glad you don't have to raise kids by yourself? Praise God. Instead, he gives wisdom here, instruction, uh, on not provoking them, but bringing them up. Nurture them. Admonish them. They need both. Uh, the nurture means to nourish, to, to give them on the positive side that which they need. To admonish means to deal with the negative, to correct. That's not one or the other. It's both. It's a spiritual blessing. And, and by the way, let me speak to the children for just a moment. If your parents are nurturing you and admonishing you, if they're ministering to you and also trying to keep you from certain things, praise God for that. That's a spiritual blessing. And then he goes in verse 5 to servants. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. In singleness of your heart is unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, 
but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. He moves from your house to the place where you work now. And he says to the servants, look, here's a spiritual blessing. Do your work not for men but for Jesus. If you do it for Jesus, there's a reward now and there's a reward later. There's the reward now in knowing you're doing the will of God, but there's a reward later knowing that no matter how people treat you, God is going to honor you and reward you for doing the right thing. Then he flips it, not to servants but to masters in verse 9. And ye masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. He gives this spiritual blessing to all the employers, the people who are in charge. He gives you an example. Think of how God deals with you. Do you see how the spiritual blessings connect to home and work? How they connect to every relationship and responsibility in life? Oh, my friend, make you a list today of all the household blessings and gifts God has brought into your life. And then ask the Lord to help you today to live with a grateful heart in obedience to God's pattern of all spiritual blessings. Isn't it amazing what God has made available for His people? Our sincere prayer is that you will discover all that God has for you and be led to true thanksgiving, worship, and praise. Join us again next time as we continue our study of the Word of God. Until then, thank you for listening. We would love to hear how God is at work in your heart and home. Visit us today at enjoyingthejourney.org.